Sounds like an incredible idea, doesn't it? It's, it's really very simple. Once you get the hang, you know. And once you know that, the whole thing falls right into place. Every Masechta, all 12. You understand how each one, each Masechta of all 12 exactly fits into the structure. And then so when you have that, you begin to create mini-structures of that Masechta. And then the whole thing becomes an incredible diagram of the entire Seder Taras. That's the way to do it. I would say anyway. the <clears throat> different levels um, of Tilman, the different ways to, to no, attain the no, levels. No, no, no. Stop your right there. You know, although what you're saying is interesting, however, the problem that you're offering is what? You're too specific. When I say what's the general structure of the whole Taurus, you need to give me the top, the umbrella. You're, you're into the umbrella already. You're into the specifics. You know what I'm saying? Although what, you, what you're saying is correct. We are anxiously awaiting for your donors. <laughs> <laughs> some some oh, right. This is crazy. Oh, wow. All right. This oh, is a, wow. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, What's this? Uh, oh. Give him the chocolate. Give him the chocolate. I mean, that's really the reason why I give the shit, just for the stuff. It's like the debate for the meal. Uh, so what's the, what's the essential idea of Thomas? The whole it's state the of concept it. of impurity affecting the state of an object. The concept of impurity affecting the state of an object. Better. Better. How about Better. the concept but of impurity? Better. Spiritual contamination. The concept of, of, of impurity, um, um, it, 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 um, well, what do you say? The concept of impurity, relating to it to a, to a specific object. That that you're saying is also too too too. Let me ask you something. What are the essential components of the entire Taurus? Look at it structurally. You know, what are the essential components of the entire Seder Taras? What do you mean by First, I have to identify Tumor. Sources of Tumor. Sources? No. 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 You're into a prompt. No. You want to Very simple. There's only two things in the whole Taras Tumor and lack thereof. No. Tumor and the receptacle of Tumor. Tumor I mean, the thing that holds the thing. Objects. Objects. That's it. Tumma is all about two things. The concept, or rather the entity, or rather the spiritual entity called Tumma. That's what it is, a Ruchnistic entity. We don't really know what it is, although I think I do, but whatever. Spiritual entity called Tumma and objects. That's the whole Taurus. Therefore, once you realize that, what do you say? That the study of Taurus, or the whole study of the seed of Taurus, is all about the laws governing the flow of tumor and its relationship to objects. You see? To govern the laws of the flow. Tumor is some kind of an entity that flows in an object, flows out of an object, flows to another object. It's, like, it's almost like energy in a certain sense. You know? So the, what are the laws governing the flow of the tumor entity and its relationship to objects. That's the whole Taurus. How is it only a fun? It is created out of nothing, too. What? A person, 
on, you know, drops dead. It didn't flow from anywhere. I mean, you could say it flew from the fact that he was alive. No, 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 listen, listen, no, no. You're talking about one prank called... Who? Creation. No, creation. That's, that's clearly a prank. Yeah. But forget about... What, no, I, what did you say about Thomas Mace? I said it doesn't, it doesn't flow from anywhere. It's created... It's born. So, that, it's so born. therefore, what's the area, that, the category you're really talking about? What are you talking about? You need, you need to be always be identify a category. You need to think generally. Very important. That's the whole concept of what method does. And ultimately, once you think generally, you create a structure. Because a structure is nothing more than what? Categories and the arrangement with specifics in it. That's all it is. It's the arrangement that's so critical and the proper identification of the categories. So, when you talk about Thomas Mace, there's no flow, it just popped up. You're really talking about what? The origin of Tumma. Right. No, it's that, that's, that's a category. There's a spirit. But really what it's about is, well, of course we want to know where it comes from. But that's a category which is a prop. What, what the, the Seder really deals with really is the flow that this Tumma has, a eh, And the rules governing that flow and its relationship to objects. Now, go through all the Masechtas and you see how incredibly how everything fits. Every Masech is nothing more than another category thank you, of that structure. Is that caffeine free? Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm going to take one. Cinnamon and chocolate. There's only one you have But it's not an integral part of the central idea of which? The central idea of the creation of Puma? Like what he's saying? That a sheritz is Matama, a mace is Matama. Those are the Puma sources. Right. But. So where is that in the central idea? Because when you look at Tumma and you want to subdivide it, what do you do? Since what, I, like, what are the two fundamental components of Taurus? Tumma. Tumma and objects. And objects. So if you look at Tumma, what are some of the categories of Tumma? One. A source so, of Tumma. A source of Tumma, right? That's number one. Number two. A secondary a, a Tumma that receives. That's a source. That's a secondary source. A level, source, right? level of Tumma. Oh, very good. The level or the degree of the degree. Mm-hmm. Great. That's it. Transferability. So has a degree. Three. Transferability. Transferability. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very good. That's it. Can it be transferred from the object? Susceptibility. Susceptibility. Okay. I was going to use another word. No, it's only the receptivity. Receptivity. Okay. Very good. So That's good. <laughs> but but, but what, when you say uh, susceptibility or receptivity, can it receive... That's a din and what? That's a, that's a second thing. That's in a din and what? In the transfer. object, in the receiver. Right, in the receiver. Not a, we're doing tumma, you see? So tumma what? Number one, what are the origins of tumma? Right. One. Two, in what objects do they appear after the origin? Remember, what is the general rule of tumma? One, an object that goes through a certain event becomes tame. So you're always looking at the object which contains the tumma, Actually, the word I use in which Tumma resides, very important word. Tumma has a resonance. It's interesting, you know. It resides in something, you know. So there's an object that goes to a certain event, and as a result of that, when, when an object goes to a certain event, Tumma originates, or Tumma is created. created. And forget about how and what and where, right? But okay. now it exists. So, so we're looking at the metame, right? That's called the metame. Then in metame, right? There's all kinds of ideas. What is the event the object must go through? What is the criteria of the object? There are many criteria the object has to have. You know, 
the most important usually is death, miso, the death state. That's usually the most important object has to die. Sheretz. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, all that sheretz. I mean, all that, you know, even even uh, zova zova has death because the zera is is dead. Whatever, the, death is the most important thing in terms of the, usually the origin. You know what I'm saying? So you, you have that, and, and so on. You begin to divide the entire thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, so what's the shear that an object has to be in order to be Tomei? You know, if it's less than a certain shear, even if it goes through the event, it doesn't become Tomei. All kinds of what's called characteristics or attributes of the Metamei, you see. So you have the origin, you have the event, you have the degree, you have the ability to receive what about this? What about its ability to transmit? Tuma has to be a certain size, or else it cannot transmit. You see, right? And so on. So they had a whole bunch of categories associated with the, with the, what's called the matame, right? Then the second thing is the what? Is the tuma? How is tuma transferred or transmitted? Right? How is it? What are the methods of transmission? What are the requirements for transmission? You know. And so on. What happens to the tumor level when it's transmitted? And so on. The concept of descent, of, of the diminution, it becomes less. You know, and so all kinds of, the, the, the whole concept of, of transference or transmission has all kinds of rules, you know. You know what are the methods, how, why, what are the criteria, what are the exceptions, what are the limitations of transmission? You know what I'm saying? And then there's the object that receives. What is its size to receive? How long is the tumor there? How do you remove tumor from an object once it's there? You see what's happening, right? And then and the object, how long does the tumor last? And so on, it's duration. All kinds of, so really in the end, there's only three things, although I said it was two, but it's really three, right? It's because the object is divided into two. You have the concept of what? The tumor, the metame, and the mistame which is the object which has Tuma, you see. And then there's many things in Tuma itself which you can consider, you know what I'm saying? What type of a Tuma is it? Is it bounded Tuma or field Tuma? What? What does this mean? Who? The Yasser Biyur, drop more of an explanation. Elaboration. Elaboration. Normal elaboration, <laughs> yes. One word besides. Either elaboration, elucidation, or clarification. Either one of those will think. Either one of those. <laughs> think about this. And I'll show you that the beauty of looking at Tumma this way, you know. What is Masechta all us all about? That's a real tough Masechta. What is it all about? Somebody looked at all this recently. <laughs> You're talking about Ola, right? Ola. 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 Sorry. It's a DVA from because I really want to finish that first Mishnah. But I guys seem excited about all this. So. Shabbos, especially as he tells us we didn't get the full clarity of the Mishnah. Correct. We did not reach... So what should we do? Ground zero. I, have I just have one question. Who is go- governing the flow of Tuma and its relationship to Abjad? So we're in those words... Do you see that there's nichol, any, anything about the dinim regarding a source of Toma? What's that? A source of Toma. Are we back in Tarash? <laughs> <laughs> we just never got out. 
No, I didn't understand. Now I can make a Shabbos. Yeah, what is, what is all this Before you decide to ask you a question, Say we again? did not yet identify mm-hmm. the forbidden key point in Tahar, in Shabbos, and we're missing in the Mishnah, in Hitzah, and we're missing in the Mishnah, we're missing... Because oh, that Mishnah is reputed to be a very difficult Mishnah. As What in Shabbos? Right? The first Mishnah in oh. Shabbos drives everybody crazy. Some people believe it to be the most difficult Mishnah in Shabbos. Yeah. And, and it's really a cinch. Are you serious? We're going to do that now. It's a cinch. Yeah. I've heard that from Paiskim who have beards wider than my shirt. Serious? Wider than that? Like after it's been sent to the okay, cleaners. At least I got that from this. What? Right. That's after it's been sent to the cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually I saw on, 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 on where do you, in those words is a nichlal the halacha is concerning the source of toma, not regarding its flow to others, but regarding the even taken into the base of mikdash. Say again. The sources of toma that are mace or shirts that you cannot let's say take it into the base of mikdash. Where does that fit? It doesn't fit into this definition. Laws concerning the flow of toma, not talking about flow, and its relationship to objects. That's what Taras is all about. Where are you? Flo, Flo has where are you? Give me your category. No, no, no. Give me your general category of what you just said. Flow has to start somewhere, right? The beginning of the flow. Hilchas Tama. No, no. Hilchas various objects and what happens after they become Tama. That'll be in whatever sugi that object belongs. That's what you say, correct? In other words, what are the halachic consequences of an object that contains Tama? Okay. That's where you're at. I hear. Now, you have Kachim, Kahuna, Nazir. Oh, why don't you think that? Hey, but we're not into... You know, Taras is very strange. Taras has nothing to do with halachic consequences. Taras is only... It answers one question. Is it Tomei or not? Exactly, very good. Is it or is it not Tomei? That's all it deals with, what? I am studying. Look how simple it is. You know, is it or is it not Tomei? You got a whole Seder deal with just that question. Now, if you can ask me who cares if it's Tommy or not, so therefore you now ask me what are the halachic consequences of an object that contains Tuma. Uh-huh, so yeah. then we go to Kalkochim, <clears throat> there's Nazir, there's Kahuna, Truma, Tuma, there's a whole bunch of things that we're not getting. But Taras doesn't even deal with that. Except by Nida. No. No, why does it deal with Nida? Because there's consequences. No! It's not why it deals with Nida. Because she has Tumma sauce. In fact, most of the Masech that doesn't deal with the Harchokas. Right. It doesn't deal with Nida. Why? Because it's consistent. When is she Tumma? When is she not Tumma? When does it start? That's what it's all about. Is she Tumma or not? You know, the whole consequence is almost like an afterthought. Right. Interesting, you know? Which is very strange. And you think of Nida, wow, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get all the Shukhanah, you know? Uh, when so you look at the Shulchanah, it's all about the consequences. We look at Taras, it's all about the Nida, the, as a source of Tumor. You know, what a, you know, perspective, you know? It's like the whole Taras. Is it or is it not Tumor? That That's boiled down to its essence. So, Taras is all about three things. The Tumor, a Mithame, and a Misthame. But ultimately, even the Mithame and the Misthame are really one idea. It's all about what? Object. It's all about an object. A flow, flow. That is Tomei. Whether it be a primary source, because the, uh, the object, the Tomei the, uh, the originated it because it went to an event, or because it received it somewhere else. That's called a secondary source.
Oh, you mean the primary source is an object that didn't receive Tumah, yet it, it, it originated within it because it went through a certain event. That's called the primary source of Tumah. A secondary source of Tumah is what? Is an object that didn't go through the event. The only event that it did, well, I don't get into that, but the event that the, that the object received Tumah from somewhere else. So as such, it didn't originate in the object itself. That's a secondary source. So, but, but they're really both objects that contain Tumah. Forget about how they received it, or why it's there. So, Taurus is all about two things, Tumah and objects. You see? Yeah, because also when you, when you separate between uh, an object, the metame and the mistame, the mistame itself becomes met, the metame right away. Who? The mistame becomes metame very often. It may or may not. May or may not, right. It depends on shear. Some things are so small that they cannot metame. In order to convey... So, you know. So what do we do now? Mayed, Mishnah Aleph, say the Mayed. We had homework, and then yeah. we had to finish up the Mishnah and have the mnemonics method. Oh, memory system. Memory system. I forgot <laughs> all about it. Remember. <laughs> but we're before that. We're before that. <laughs> okay. First Mishnah. How many statements? What's the first thing you always do when you learn a Mishnah? Well, the first thing you do really, and the ultimately... You know, although it should not be the first. Actually, with the present day Mishnah, it doesn't even have to be the first. What's the first thing you need to do before you go into a Mishnah? Open your Mishnah checklist. <laughs> yes, on the, on the checklist. Okay, mm-hmm. which idea of the sixth idea okay. of the Mishnah checklist is the most critical thing to do in the beginning? Area probably. Who? Area. No. What so are the statements? Information. Who? Background information. Exactly. Oh. The most problem with a mission is that I don't know where it's coming out of. It's some kind of detail hanging there. Like, where does it belong? What's its address? In the structure. So the preliminary ideas are critical. Once you've discussed the preliminary ideas, and it doesn't say this in the Mishnah. That's why I say when you take 4,192, and then you multiply it by 7, which is the amount of statements, and that comes out to 30. And then you realize that there's an infrastructure, and that infrastructure is the preliminary ideas. You could have five preliminary ideas. I once showed people, in Yavomus, you have six. You know, six ideas you need to know before you get to the first mission in Yavomus, yet Rebbe doesn't say it. You know? But we need to say it, and therefore that magnifies 30,000 halachas into over 150,000 halachas of Kalatera Kula. That's such an awesome amount of information. You know what I'm saying? And if you know it by heart, you are an Adam God. Any way you cut it. So, what's the first ideas we need to know about the first Mishnah in Shabbos? That's how we start. And we've done Shabbos, so we can know what are they? Rishus. Who? Rishus. Who said that? I did. Very good. <laughs> yeah. The concept of Rishus is why? Why is Rishus so critical? Because of Shinnushus. Who? Because of Shinnushus. We're going to get to Shinnushus. Yes, but I need said better. Oh. Because, that is, what? That's the definition of the Malach of Hitzah. It's included in the definition of the Malach of Hitzah. Okay. Yeah, okay, fine. But, you know, why do we have to know about Rishus first? 
Because there is no kamina. No, no. What do you mean? Not kamina about what? Lehalocha, lehalocha. Lehalocha consequences. Good. Oh, very good. Because without Rishus, there's no such thing as Yitzor. Correct? Yes. Yeah. So therefore, you need to know Rishus because Rishus is a, is a concept. It's a, like I told you, the description of Rishus, right? But what are the halachic consequences of Rishus? And the answer is, it's all. Without Rishus, there's no thing as Hitzor. Hitzor is not carrying. Remember we saw that? It's a matter of domains. Without the concept of a domain, there's no Hitzor. Really. You know? So the first thing we need to know is what? Rishus. So we had a definition, right? It's an area or a space that has halachic consequences. I mean, it's probably more than that, but this is minimally how we can start. Yeah, it's probably got some ruchnis, a concept. We say yochus, some type of ruchnis, Sharab is probably a ruchnis, whatever. Okay, great. All right? So then we needed what? We needed before. So we had the concept of Rishus comes first. Then what do we need immediately? What's the second thing we need to do for Rishus? Because we're in Rishus. We need to define it. Correct? Which we did. Yes? What's the third thing we need to know about Rishus? What are they? What are they, or are there how many? Because we recognize that there are types, right? So how many? That's number three. Number four, what's the criteria of each one? Is it physical? Is it functional? Or is it a concept of access? Hmm? Access. How many people have access to it? So Rishus HaYochid, only a select few. Rishus HaRabim is common. Everybody has access to it, basically. Is see? it functional or what? Is it physical, functional, or is it access related? But anyway, so the first thing we want to do is have a feel of Rishus. Because without that, there's no Malacha. You know what I'm saying? Second thing we want to do is what? After we have our handle on Rishus, What's the second thing we need to talk about? Who? No? Specific. Oh, good. Second, we want to have an understanding of Hoytzor. Right? So we need a definition. Which really means what? We need a definition of Hoytzor. Right? So when you say we need a definition of Hoytzor, what are we really looking at? Well, the forbidden key point. Okay, so how do we arrive at a forbidden key point? That's a preliminary information, and preliminary information we're supposed to be able to figure out a forbidden key point? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. no. supposed to be looking for it. Yeah. I'm showing you, in the end, when you finally know the Mishnah, here's what you're going to do. Preliminary one, two, three, four, whatever, and then halacha one, two, three, four, and zoom. And then central idea, its area, the number of statements, its statements, its memory aid, and... Well, the preliminary days we just did. And you're home. You know this mission is incredible. Claw. Especially when you understand the central idea in this area. Because that really is what the, the thing is. So, we're now into the concept of Hitzor. What is it? A significant positional change. A significant positional change. Correct? Okay. The reason why he said significant is because you can have a positional change in where? Shazayochit. I don't know, because you said it last time. 
in order something is only considered a change of shus if it has fixed coordinates good so if it has fixed coordinates or fixed position then it's considered as having been in the resource but if not we call it associated with the resource something moving through a resource it's associated with it but it's not called being there being there means it has to be rooted and rooted means it has to be so therefore before the Akira what's the impl- implication if you have to be Oika something what was it before the Akira so it was fixed. fixed exactly so the key concept is stationary not Akira Notice. so that has to be defined since it's not Akira Akira oh, no. indicates that it was stationary or why would you be Oika it you see yeah. it's interesting the reason why Akira is required is because it needs what happened before the Akira which is fixed or stationary Yesterday we were trying to figure out... So the real concept is you, Hitzor will only apply to what? So to a stationary it. object in a Rishos. That's what Hitzor is, you see? And then it's got to have... You have to significantly change it. But it has to have been said that it was in the Rishos and it's now going to be in the next Rishos, the destination Rishos. You know what I'm saying? They got that? So the term is Makbid on what? Don't move an object which is in a rishus because it's stationary, that makes it in it. Don't move it, and that's the Akira, and don't move it to another rishus and make it stationary, which means it's now in the other rishus. Got that? That's that Akpada. Got that? Great. However, we can go one, dev- one level down, that would be or one level up, either way you look at it. That would be the forbidden keyboard. What? That would be the forbidden keyboard. Exactly. But really, there's something more profound. It's similar, but it's deeper. So it's not the forbidden keyboard? It is. But it is. I'm not going to change on that. But there's something that, uh, my feeling is that there's something deeper than that. When something is stationary, what do we say? That it's in that wishos. Right. True. You can actually, but you can think about it in a different way. Everything in the universe is what? 
it's either stationary or it's moving. Actually, everything in the universe is moving. It's Einstein. Well, relative to the Earth. Well, if the Earth looks stationary, right? Everything's moving. There's no such thing as a stationary object. But relative to ourselves, obviously, right? When something is stationary in a resource, so it's part of that resource. But there's something else you can say about it. And my feeling is that's the Akpodasatera. Because you remove something which is fixed in resource, you're really removing something else. You're disturbing its peace? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you disturbing its peace? Follow that line. Why? Or rather, I should ask, what peace are you disturbing is more accurate. What I'm saying is, you... What I want to say Follow that line. Fixed fixed to mean... The object was in the category of fixed object. Yeah. And now I'm putting in a category of a moving object. Relations. Well, fixed and uh, mobile and stationary. Fixed and mobile. But what are you disturbing? It's an interesting way you put it. What are you disturbing? The things that belong to that, to that, to that, to that area. What do you call it when you belong? Possessions. No. What's the worst thing you can do to a guy? Is what? The war in Gaza. What was the terrible thing these guys did? I mean, everybody was in Gaza. lived there, so they're fixed, so to speak. But what was the alpha, really? They all lived there. They all resided there. So what they do is they kicked them out of their residence. When something is in a resource and it's stationary, that's called its residence. The Torah says, don't change residence in a significant way, which is to move it to another place, and it now resides there. It's similar. Why would that be a problem? I'm saying, why would that be the Hakkadah of the Torah? It's not why. There's no whys here. It's what the Torah is about. I don't know why, you know. My next conversation with the Rabbanu Shalom, I'll ask him why, <laughs> you know. But um, uh, it's, it's really, the concept of fixed means it's in that resource. But when something is fixed, what does it really mean? It, it resides there. When Tumah enters an object, it resides there. It lives there. It's there. It's not just that it's fixed in the object. That's its residence, you see. No, but we don't. We don't really know. I mean, the Torah could be marked on a shoes losing something, or on other shoes shoes acquiring something, or on China. There are many different things. It's different. It's not going to work. We don't know. 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 I mean, we have to look. I mean, it could be anything. We, we, we look. We're struggling to get a key point, but we look at all the different attributes or halachas concerning. You know, what's interesting. Remember Tchumim? What is, what's the problem with Tchumim? Residence. Residence, isn't it? Well, the Torah says, don't leave your residence. So what did the Chazal say? Okay, you can make your residence move. What's a residence? Put food there. You now reside somewhere else. It's funny. It's not because the guy was fixed in his home. Because he resided in his home. So what was the Tikkun? What was Tchumim tikkun for Tchumim? Tchumim. You change his residence. In advance. His Moishov. Yeah. Right? 
Remember, I already, we already see that there's a tremendous kesher between Tumen. the concept of doing... Hoytzor is all about carrying an object, right? And, and Tchumen is all about carrying yourself, which is the object. Whoa. You remember that? Yeah. But what, what was the problem with Tchumen? Residence. Yeah. It's like your Moshev. So the Chazal said, okay, we'll move your Moshev. You know, put a, put a meal somewhere else, and you now live there. Well, Chazal didn't care. What do you mean live there? They're not concerned with the fact that he's fixed. It's that he resides there. So therefore, let me work backwards. If there's such a similarity between Tchumim and Hetzal, and Tchumim is all about residence, let's go back to Hetzal. Maybe that's also residence. Except it's not my residence, it's the object's residence. You see how I worked it? But it's beautiful, it's elegant. All of a sudden, remember I told you one of the major things is reduction? We reduce. Also the fact We've reduced two things, two different huge areas, into one common idea. So therefore, what I'm now saying is that the Hakpodes HaTorah is, you know, don't change the residence of an object in a significant way. So if you move it in one resource, fine. You know what I'm saying? When it, it still resides in Rishos HaYochit. You want to change it to Rishos HaRab? It's awesome. So the Torah is Makhmed on what? That's why you need a fixed stationary uh, Akira. Because the before the Akira, what was it? It resided. It's not the idea Akira throws everybody off. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to be Oika. But that throws everybody off. What the Torah is Makhmed on, it's not the Akira, it's what the Akira undid. Which means it took it out of its resonance. It's interesting. It's a flip side. You know what I'm saying? The the, the source of it uh, is is Mishkan. That's the origin of the, the Malacha. Yes. Right. There's also Aliyetsu Ishme Pesach Beisoy. This is this is the origin for what? Hitzor and for also Tchumin. Hitzor and Tchumin. Yeah. It's interesting. It comes. Same post exactly. Yeah. yeah, very good. It talks about it. Yeah, no, no, good. Yeah. So that itself would say that they're really the same concept. Right. Except one concerns objects, the other concerns yourself as the object. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Great. So the Hakpodas HaTorah, which is very important, we now realize what Hitzor really is. Hitzor is changing in a significant way the domain or the residence, the domain residence of an object. Let me use that word. To change the domain residence of an object is forbidden. That's what it's all really is. That's its definition. And we see that because of Akir and Hanocha. And we see that from Akira and Hanocha. Because everybody gets fooled from Akira. But Akira undoes something else. And that's the Hakpodo. So why should you need a, a, a hanukkah? Why don't you just because without the hanukkah, it doesn't reside. The only way it resides anyway is because it's got to be stationary. Right, so I mean, why does it have to be stationary? As long as you destroy it. then it doesn't reside. No. All the, all the guys that got kicked out of Gaza, they, they didn't reside anywhere. Fine. That's they built themselves caravans. That's a chatsi malacha. Then. <laughs> no, it, no, the church doesn't want you to change residences. The church does not want you to change the domain residence of an object. That's the malacha. Of course, it's done through carrying. How else do you do it? And carrying itself has how many forms? Three. Method three. Either hishota, right? Or hitzor, or zrika. Three methods of 
changing residence. But if you need it in a sense, that's what the Moloch is. Do not change the domain residence of an object to another domain. Where it will reside there. So it's not so much, you see, it's interesting, the Moloch isn't so much to change domains. Because that you don't need Anakir and Anokha to do. You know what I'm saying? See that? It looks like the Moloch was Shino Rishus. No. It's the Shinoi Rishus of the, the object resonance. That's the problem. And that's why it has to be fixed, and Akira undoes that. If you have something in Rishus and and you put Mechitas around it. Go ahead, yeah. You've now changed its domain. Well, you've changed the Rishus. You've yes. changed the Rishus. To a different type of Rishus. So it's residing in a different type of Rishus. Yes. And you didn't do it so. You wouldn't get done for that. Oh, you mean you didn't carry from anywhere? No, you left the object there and you, you changed its rishus. That's good. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's good. That, but how would you answer that? <laughs> no, it's, it's a great question. Very interesting. So that's a creative question. That you could change a rishus not just by transporting it or transferring it to another. I could change the physical characteristics of rishus by the criteria of what constitutes rishayoch. Very interesting. So how would you answer that? You would just have to go back, that's for sure. Go back when? Further up, be more general. <laughs> What's the title of the question? No, he... he, he if, according to what he's saying. Right. No, it's really the shred either way. If you say the Q, if you say the Q, then I'll follow the essential conditions because the terrorist might put on back. That's the forbidden point. So then, if we're saying that's just, we're flipping it around to say that's yeah. just... A, so how would you answer that? I'm saying the other side was a significant change, and that just happens to be a. You guys came up with an interesting question. How'd you solve it? This is a brilliant question. Yeah, it's actually a very good question. The question is how in the area of method. It was you could change your shoes, made it by. It means the object remains where it is. What you do is you change the physical characteristics you put up of the place, and therefore you, it becomes another shoes. You build the shoes right around the object. So, in a certain sense, you have changed it. But what's wrong with that? You didn't do an activity to an object. There was always map on doing like, well, in this case, in Hitzai, it's, it's, it's a change done to an object. So, so here you have done, technically done, you haven't changed the object. No, 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 you, you've done it. Bad, you didn't disrupt oh, the you, object. You may, you see, this may be a classic case of you've made a chilek, but who says it's mechalek? What's the logical necessity of saying, well, that's the reason why? You made a chilek, that's true, but I don't hear why that should take away your question. Because you didn't disrupt the object. If the, if the main key point is to, is to disrupt the object, by building Rosh Hashanah around it, you're not disrupting it. But you're changing its residence. You're changing its residence. It's changing the main residence of an object. Okay, but... Is that, but, but, you but have to say it's still the same Rosh disrupting. You're saying it's still the same Rosh Hashanah. It's still the same Rosh as it was before, just a different type? Doesn't sound so much. Well, it's we're going to assumption that these are two. We said yeah, the key point is not, it's not really changing the, uh, the, 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 the domain. The, the changing domain is more of a, of a means of, of, of making the disruption a significance of disruption. But nobody mentioned disruption besides me. But he didn't mention the disruption. Rabbi said, the rabbi said. Let me ask something, it, which is interesting. You know, if I want to change the, if I want to change the issues of something, right? What's the normal way of doing it? Of an object or the Rishus itself? No, of changing the resonance of an object. That's only a ten. Oh, it's moving the object. Yeah, that's the ten. The Shalakadarach, you mentioned. Shalakadarach. Well, it's not normal. Nobody does that. 
Nobody puts an object, builds a Rishul Sayyaf. Because they want to move it into a Rishul Sayyaf. That's the direction. I mean, this is not the derech of doing it. I mean, that's not, you know, the normal way of doing this is to, you grab it, you carry it over to the other place. So he builds a, changes the Rishul itself. No, you know. So there you are. So that, and that really is Mechilik, that's Mechal. So if we would have checked the checklist, and we know, Neches Machsheves means, you needed uh, to do a certain way. If we'd have gone methodologically, we'd have said, hey, state my phone. No, but according to what you're saying, that the main thing is really for me, the first point is, is disturbing the object. Checked. Yeah. Then you don't even need to come on to that. You could say the building which is yet is not disturbing the object. Still staying well, there. I know you use a disturbed. Disturbed object is such emotion. I, I wouldn't use a disturbed. Yeah, it's like emotional word. You know? <laughs> Didn't you say that, that right, the worst thing you could do to a person you said was, was to, to. He's trying to jog him, right? Yeah, that, that's a person. You know, an object doesn't get disturbed. Right. Objects don't get disturbed. Like Pete. If I use words disturbed by an object. A person, yes. Disturbed the residence of, of an object, no? I'm saying, but it's still, even with what you're saying, though, it's still, it's still, it would be hard to say that you did, when you built the. which is the upper round. You did a Hutzar, just not a Hutzar. This is not. Uh, this is not. Uh, this is not. Uh, uh, ca- you, 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 you say you didn't do a hotel. I mean, you say. You- One thing you see clearly, <coughs> you know, the Torah has a certain way of thinking about shinoi. This is not the shinoi way that the Torah wants. I mean, this is not the way people change. You know, objects. People carry objects. They don't. You know, they don't build something around an object to carry this person. Is that what I'm saying? That's not the malacha. Is it clear that Russia wants you to carry it? Contact, but according to what we're saying, the the havar merushas rishus is really not is is really well havar is something forbidden. Keep one. Well, no, no, no. That's not true. See, havar itself is problematic because you're carrying in a rishus aram. So why you chayev? Right? There's no, there's no, there's no, there's a position change. Right? But who cares? There's no domain change. You know what I'm saying? There's not even a residence change. So what's the problem here? So therefore, you can, there's a two ways to be chikrit. Either each Arba Amas is a domain in itself. That is a domain. Because the concept of four Amas is a very important concept. You see that, you know, if you want to be cleaner, you want to be cleaner an object, somebody throws it, Dalam Shlod. But if you throw it outside, no, there's no key concept. You know what I'm saying? For some reason, there's a concept called Dalam Amas that considered my Rishus. Again, it's the concept of a domain. You know what I'm saying? That has a lot of consequences. You know what I'm saying? So either, so either, so it's a hakira. Either the havon and rishus rabim is also because every fuamas is another rishus. That's why you have to carry it. Which makes the same category as, as the, the original, or it's a it's a gzeres hakosif. No, because it's a gzeres hakosif. There's no, it doesn't resemble the, in, the, in the classic. Sh- in this, in this call, we cannot say gzeres hakosif. <laughs> Yeah, if Tumor's not a Jersey concept, then, then, then this can't be a good concept. No, you could define it, but we're not saying the reason. No, but there's a concept behind it. Yeah, we could define it. No, no, yeah. yeah it's it's just, just not, no rules and no system to the land. That's all. We, we had a, we, Look, you know, you, what we're trying to do is find a commonality here. What's the commonality between Hitzol and Havorah? That's what you're trying to find. So if we, we say that it's... We want to reduce. We want to reduce it. Commonality, exactly. So like I did with Chumen and, and was that, you know, 
So if we say that it's a concept of Rishush, so that's the commonality. Except a Rishush in a Rishush Ayochid is different than a Rishush in Rishush Ayochid. Each Dalramas in a Rishush Rabin is a Rishush, because it belongs to you. Do you need an Akir in Hanukkah? Is it physical access or? No, I don't. Oh. Oh, it should. You need an Akir in Hanukkah in Havara? Okay, same thing. So you say in your, this object resides within your resource. So we, we come up with one more. You know, it's interesting. So what it, what makes a resource in Havora? If if it's resource, normally what makes a resource is what? It's requirements. It's a defined space. It's requirements. It's a defined, halakhically defined space, or consequential space, whatever, right? But normally, what makes a rishos? Not what is a rishos, what makes it? it well, I mean, how many are there? It's rishos ayochid. What's the criteria for rishos ayochid? It's physical. That's the physical dimensions, right? What's the, what's the, what's the definition of rishos arabim? Is it physical? No, it's about 600,000 people. No, but the excess is... Well, maybe that... Maybe to be Rishus Rabbin has to function. That's that's certainly right. a criteria. So definitely so less than six hundred. It must have Tesorama. So that's physical. It's physical. It's to be but there's something else. What makes it more than uh, you know? Lack of mechitzas. Who? Lack of mechitzas. Access. access. Who? Access. It's common access. That's really the central idea of all these things. Rishus Yochid. There's no access. Although the Torah doesn't define it like that. Torah defines Rishusayochid physical. But when you think about it, Rishusayochid clearly is private domain, which means it has a select few. It's a selected access. Which is Rishusayochid is not a selected access, right? It's a public access. Anybody can go there. You know. But in any case, so in a public place, what's a Rishus? So you have to say that you create a Rishus by your presence. Or rather, the Dalaramas of the object, yeah. It's resonance. It's resonance, yeah. You moved its resonance to another Rishus. But what's funny about it <laughs> is that an object has a Rishus. It's called, you know, we have a Rishus, Chotzer. You know what I'm saying? If you throw something with my Dalaramas, I can be clean it. But the so it's the what problem, determines no? where the Rishus is located or the center point? It's me. It's me. So be the person. Yeah. So the, so the interesting thing is that when I'm moving, I'm moving with it. Well, what determines the what determines the rishus in a shusarab? Is it me or is it the object? It's, it has to be the object because if it's me, then my my rishus is a mobile rishus. So as, was, a, as I'm moving it, with the object, my rishus is moving. So I'm not taking it out of my rishus. Fair enough. So it's the object that determines rishus. Yeah. Okay. And Rosh Hashanah too, by the way. In Rosh Hashanah too, Rosh Hashanah. Mom. Now I'm I'm talking about when you do a Hakir Hanochor, a complaint. Um, Regular Hanochor. Yeah, well, it's the object. Yeah. So it's interesting that an object actually has the concept of domain connected with it in terms of four amas out from the object. So if you move an object from its residence, right outside, so it's funny. When you think about that, it's almost like saying, if you think about that, then an object, an object has a residence in Rishusayyot Rabbim. 
correct? And how far does the residence go out? Four hours. That's its residence. So when you take an object and you move it away from its, its origin, past four hours, you've moved the object away from its residence. You know? The question we have to ask is, why don't we have the same concept in Shisayachim? You know what I'm saying? Part of a larger residence. Which one? Either part of a larger or more powerful residence, or more significant. Yeah, so you have to say that Rishus HaYochad is the totality of the residence, or the area. So in order for an object to leave its residence, it has to leave the Rishus, or rather Rishus HaYochad. But in Rishus HaYochad? You don't have that. You don't have, you see, when an object in Rishus HaYochad, so the Rishus HaYochad overpowers or enlarges the resident area of an object. Interesting. Interesting. Whereas in Rishus HaRabim, there is no overpowering other Rishus, so then it, go, it falls back to its natural residential area called Four Amas. That's interesting. Yervot? So basically you're saying that the Chavara Dalaramas is taking it out of its... Rishus, yeah. Yes. And, and, we, and that explanation. It also exists in Rishus HaYochid, except the Rishus HaYochid, right, overwhelms in a certain sense the residence of the object. It is the whole residence. Whereas from Shusharabim, you can't say that. There's nothing to overwhelm the residence of an object. So therefore, it goes back what's called its default residence. It's a good word. Default. You know what default is. To the Chathil, what it originally, naturally is, which four Amas, anything has four Amas, is Rishus. Just to magnify this Chiddush, is that it applies even when you transfer the object from one Rishus to another Rishus and yet we still don't see a uh, residential change. Yeah. That means they, that they, all the in the world are somehow unified. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I can take yeah. it from here to China, just going with Shusayach, Shusayach. Yeah, and, and it's still called a residence. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it's not only the, this Shusayachid, any Shusayachid will, will, will limit, will not change its residence because it's still in the same Rishus. With Rabin, there is no cancellation, so it has to be for Why is it the It's all Rishus It's not a matter of another Rishus It's a Rishus so therefore it's residence. No, it's Shinu. Well, yeah, Shinu. It's a different flavor already. Well, we don't call that a Shinu and Rishus. It has to be a different type of shush. So you're saying changing say. the type of domain yeah. reference of an object? Yes. Oh, we have to That's change right. if I give them the keyboard. It would right. seem so, yes. That which is a good point that you brought up. Yeah, it's also the fact that in Shusha Yachid, the, the object doesn't oh, have its own yeah. Rishus. In Shusha it has its own Rishus. No, I would say no. no, I would say no. The default of any object in residence is always four Amas. However, in Shusha Yachid, right? Then it's four Amas expands to the entire Yochid. Whereas in a Rabbim, there's no, there's no expansion, it remains at four Amas. In Rishus Yochid, it falls under, it's overpowered by the Rishus Yochid. Yes. And therefore, it's, it resonates, it's considered the whole Rishus. Yeah. Do you see what we're doing here? We're thinking. That's really what we're doing. We're thinking, we're analyzing, we're trying to achieve a tremendous clarity. What is Terasa? What's that? Because, what? It's funny that you say that because I was just thinking the other day, if I would have to sum up this share in three, three words, it would basically be use your brain. Well, think one word. Think. <laughs> right. 
When you learn, you use your brain. Yeah. Right? Well, that's not practical. But look how much you can get. <laughs> look how much you can get just by thinking. You know. Okay, you need a certain amount of ideas also, because that's how we but we analyze the ideas and we reach certain conclusions. Ultimately, is to arrive at one single idea. What is the forbidden key point of its soul? What doesn't the Torah want? And the only way you figure that out is by looking at all the different cases and arriving at some type of conclusion. There was one question we had regarding Akira. So we did number two, yep. preliminary. And this is all preliminary. Because the, the, the mission has nothing to do with what is Ahitzor, which then we'll get to what the mission really does, right? This is preliminary, because, you know, the Mishnah, it says, Yitzir says Shabbos, excuse me. What's Yitzir? It doesn't say. So, this is all preliminary just to get into the Mishnah of Hitzor. So, preliminary number one is Mishush. Preliminary number two was, what's Hitzor? Preliminary number three is what? Akira was part of Hitzor? No, it was, Akira is part of the definition of of Hitzor. Yeah, one person... You know what you see? You know what you see? Interesting. I had said a statement before that Akira and is an essential condition. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now what do we see? Is Akira and an essential condition? No, no, or is it the Malach itself? It's Malach itself. It's defini- not definition, really. Yeah. Why? Because when I said, don't look at Akira, when you oik something, what are you changing? It's resonance. It's, uh, so, Akira, right, is a statement that says that you need to change its residence. So, almost in a certain sense, it's really part of the definition. Is, is, why is that not true in every essential condition? Regarding well, we have to de- look at it. Okay. Whenever you have a definition of something, you say this is a, a part of its essence, an essential no, condition. Without, no, for, without this, you do not have that. For instance, Shia. there's a certain Shia, exactly, I was going to say right? You know, in, in, you're not kind of, you, you, when you carry an object, it has to be a certain size. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's a condition. Because technically I'm carrying. I'm changing the residence. We have to have a certain size for You know? So that is, is much more of an essential condition than the etzimolocho. Whereas here the akira is undoing what? The resonance. Which is the molocho. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have akira, you don't have residential change. There was no... It's not considered having resided. So what are you really doing? It's not, it's not a condition. It's, it's the molocho itself. That, you know what I'm saying? Look how many th- so this changes. Yet everybody looks at Akira as what? As an essential condition. You need to have Akira enough. Excuse me. Without Akira enough, there's no Malacha. Because the definition of the Malacha, the Hatpada, is change of residence. And the only way you can change residence, you need the Oika from its residence. You know, what a, what a different way of thinking. Look at the different conclusion we've reached. You know? Great. And one person has to do both. That's part of it. That's part of it. Oh, so that's, that's number that's two. Condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've got, yeah no. Number three, preliminary idea, is called the principle, my words, the principle of malacha entirety. You need to do the entire malacha. If you don't do the entire malacha, you're part Entirety. It's the principle of Moloch entirety. Well, the Moloch has to be done entirely by you. No, but it's not, it's not, it's not true. Is that true? I don't like the word completeness. But, but overall, it's not true, really. I mean, so You could use totality, Moloch totality, 
You can use completeness. We can say I, you, I like the word entire. Certain things two people are five, no? It's a, just, it's a, just what? Certain things two people are five. It's not the same. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not 100% true. What? No, you have to do the whole mouth. Certain mouth, two people have to do it. One person is more No, you still have to do the whole No, except you're allowed to have two people do it. That's not a concept of entirety. That's a concept of multiplicity. Multiple subjects. No, 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 no. Let's say something's very heavy, right? Yes, you need to. Then one problem with water. Two, two people, I mean, they, that's the only way to Mikhail, is two people. But each one did the entire malacha, yes? Except there was multiple subjects. Yes? It's multiple subjects, but each subject needs to do the entire malacha. Got it? It's the Afghana. Right, 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 right. It makes into two One is how many subjects are doing it, and the second thing is each subject did they do the entire. Malachi. Even though somebody else helped him, but make, well, still it's done the whole. Yeah, that's the, so. There, the question is: Is that necessary? Then it's urche. If it's not necessary, right, right. two people carrying a little spoon, then that's called a shino. This is not done that way. Uh-huh. You know, saying leches machshevus and so on and so forth. You know. Uh-huh. That's a second afchana, but that afchana is not in this mishnah. But you can still say that you do the whole thing, even though, even though you do it without the other person. guy, you wouldn't have done. Well, that's okay. Those are play around with conditions, and, and, and you know, but that's the concept of multiple subjects, not entirety of the malacha by a single person. So it's an entirety is still holding on. Yeah. So the third concept is what is the entirety. I call it the, the principle of malacha entirety. <clears throat> Which tells you clearly you got to do the entire malacha. So this is a general. This is distinct from the general rule of Shabbos malacha entirety. Uh, it would specific se- hutzah. No, uh, it would seem that it's true of. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I, 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 I mean, there is a general principle. Of, yeah, the, it seems to be general. Yeah, all yeah. over Shabbos. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's I true. Say so. You just have to see how it applies. How it applies, yeah, because you know it's always obvious. Uh, you no, know, uh, I two people. Well, two people holding a pot is multiple subjects. But if somebody holds a pot, put the, put the piece of food in. Put it off on the fire. I, mean, I, I don't know. How do you do it? Yeah, if you had to do it, I don't know. Each malach clearly has to be illustrated how you can apply the principle of malach entirely. So that's number three. Ooh, number four. Number four. What's the fourth Chiddush? Mm-hmm. Who? This is the fourth principle idea? No, the, fourth what's the fourth preliminary. idea, which is... Preliminary. Get to the memory system. The number four is Yad. Yad. The Yad is a Rishos. Yes, the Yad is a Rishos. You could learn the Mishnah without knowing that. Oh, yeah? The guy puts it in the hands of the Balabas. If Yad is not a Rishos... It's not even a Rishos. So then it's in the house. You only need a yad as a rishus when you, when you remove it from the from the. Is my yad in this rishus? Where are these guys standing? One guy standing on one side of the fence. The other side, right? There's no house here. Where's the resident? The fence is the residence. Why inside the fence? Wait, wait, wait. What, what's the principle of yad? What, what what what's the requirement that questions the concept of yad and therefore yad is yeah, now an exception? You need a makom dalit al dalit. That's the Chiddush of Yad. Why would you say Yad? Yad. There can't be a residence less than four by four. That's a Chiddush. And if you don't know that, you don't need to know about Yad either. And I can learn the Mishnah perfectly fine. 
Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you took preliminary information, let's be fair. Right, either you know no, both or you don't know both. Preliminary because you need to know that Yad is considered Dalad al Dalad. That's what you need to know. In other words, when we say it has to reside, you need it has to be a place of normal residence. And I think the minimal space is what is it, four amas by four amas? Four twelve by four twelve? Four, four amas, right? It makes sense. Because you can live in four amas by four amas. So that's why Arabamas is very good if you learn residence. You know, if you learn it's just to fix it in the what do I need four armors for? Who cares? You know, if it's three feet, if it's four inches by four inches, if it's a matter of that, it's in the resource because it's stationary, so four inches by four inches should also be good. There's no din in the, the, the place of its residing or it's being there doesn't have to have a shear but if you learn it's the concept of resonance then resonance needs a shear what was that no i think it means yeah it doesn't mean yeah you know or you have to say whatever it's a it's a concept of well in other words so therefore the area has to be appropriate the area has to be appropriate for some concept of object resonance. It's just a yad, which is much smaller than 4x4. Four four. Because why? Because it's urkhet to have objects in your hand as a resonance. But really we have to define munukh, no? Munukh? I mean, before, yeah, I mean, we, we imply... No, but it, has, no, but it has to be clearly defined. Because it's not part, like jewelry box, right, on a stick, whatever. It's also munukh, but it's very, much very small. Um, we're not... Depends. Okay. No, but I'm no, saying no, we have no, to no, define no, it. No, no. We're not into that. We're, we're not into the criteria. Isn't this fourth item? No, but if you, if you have hands, hands. this question has to deal with criteria. So we should, but you, you're dealing with the hands. All, all I said was with residence. What constitutes a residence, it's requirements. No. It's a different concept. Isn't this fourth preliminary really a sub part of the first rishus? Rishus? This is really that this is. No. Why should it be? The Kiddush of Yad is that it's a residence. Not because we should say, because he. No, Yad, no. Wherever the Yad is, that's Rishus what it is. The Yad is not a Rishus. The Yad is a Mokham residence. If it happens to be Rishus Ayochud, that's called the object is Rishus Ayochud. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Yad is a Rishus. It's Yad is an appropriate Mokham to have residence, and what determines the Rishus is the. What Rishus is it in? Yochanan. So, anyway, so fourth idea is Yad. So why is it then that my yad is in a different reshut than my gov? It's not considered residing. It's not Because the yad is an appropriate unit for an object resonance. Right, but my my yad is in a different reshut. I'm a reshut around my yad is just a yad. It's not considered. The word is not considered munach in my hand. If where where are you? I'm a reshut around. Okay. And the balbai sticks his hand. The only sticks his hand into reshut around. Yeah. Right. Well, what happens if the Oni stands from Shusha Rabbim, right. puts his hand in Shusha Yochid, okay. and puts it down? He's no, no, one second. No, the Balbais puts something into my hand. Yeah. yeah? The last case of the Mishnah, the Balbais puts something into my hand. Okay. Yeah? Now, if it's right now. So Munach, he made the Akira, and you, you just. So Havara. You just. Know, when I'm Shino. moving my hand, why is that not an Akira? Because Akira means to take it away from a residence, right? Okay. The, the question here, it doesn't reside in my hand. The question by Yad, is it appropriate for a residence? And the answer is yes, but it's not the residence. So if I would take my left hand, pull it out of my right hand, and bring no. it to the Shazra. First of all, your hand has to be mobile. 
If your hand stops, if your hand stops in Rosh Yochad, right? And the owner puts a sal, yes? Yeah. What is that called? Well, right, and then you move your no, hand. But the Gemara says that if I, that if I'm in the different rishus as my hand, if I'm rishus around my hand is, is, is in rishus so so yeah. then it's not considered munach. Yeah, okay, you have to see it also. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I have to see the case or whatever it is. But uh, it's a concept. Yad is a concept of area that's appropriate for a resonance. Mm-hmm. You know, where the rishus is depending on what rishus is. That's you have to separate the two concepts. You know, I would have to hear, but I don't know what to do now. You know. What, the memory system? Yeah. Do we have the mission down pat? Well, now, what, now what we have is this. We have the four preliminary ideas. Now, the big question is, what is the central idea of this mission? And this is what problem everybody has. We have that. What? Central idea was two points. There are no. and ah, yeah. and direction makes no difference. Are we going to yeah. change that? Yes. We so give us a minute. So give us a minute. We need a statement that states <laughs> the, the, yeah. the central the idea. I, I need it as a statement that says it. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, there are no two central ideas. There's one. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going to show you now. Central has to be one. But even the show central. Uh, we said like, yesterday, we said, Monday, we said it was two ideas. It's really one idea. That's is the that true? Of this. Uh, a central idea in a mission is always going to be one. Let's say the mission switches patterns. No, 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 but if center, we'll Mom, I mean, we yeah. try to make it one because that's elegance. But yeah. it doesn't have to. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. You one center. One center, two different places. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what, give me the statement. Come on, what's it, what's it, the central idea? Oh. And that's really the whole mission. The halachic requirements for itself. No, that's too broad. Too broad. That's like forty to thirty thousand. That's five yes. prakam words, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? What am I talking? Five, eight prakam. <laughs> Because the, then there's so Amoitzi, it's like, it's amazing. I don't know, what changed the name? Resonance, that's actually the central idea. We said, we said... Okay, what is it? We said yes to the two ideas, the direction, the direction is irrelevant. And expanding one. And we said the rabbinic expansion. Those are two ideas, yes. Those two ideas, I need one statement, yes. And that's what Rebbe says, except Rebbe left out a couple of words. That's the problem. That's what kills everybody. Rebbe left out... If he would have completed sense, you'd immediately know what the whole mission is going to come, what the whole mission is about to say. The essential conditions of itself? No. Certainly not. Uh, no, no, no. We're missing so many essential conditions. No. Oh, you guys got 30 seconds, one minute max. I'm just laughing myself. You guys never had a shear like this, where the whole thing is thinking. You know. Oh, we better give it up. I hardly. I don't, I don't even say that much. It's just. It's called the joy of thinking, analyzing. The joy of discovery. When you say it, are we all going to be kicking ourselves or no? <laughs> That's up to you. <laughs> no, I mean, that's purely subjective. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If that's the case, then I won't overnight to think about it. If it's not the case, I'm ready to hear. <laughs> here, listen. Here, okay, here it is. 
Yitzhiyis HaShabbos, carrying on Shabbos, that is also, is four forms. Tumin Atura, Tumid Yobana. That's it. That's what Krishna says. <laughs> if Rebbe would have said, Yitzhiyis HaShabbos, which is what? Carrying in Shabbos. Yitzhiyis. Carryings in Shabbos. Right? Is also in four forms. Tumin Atura, Tumin Yobana. How? Is we'll look at from the perspective of Bafnim, which will then repeat Bachutz. Ketzad, and then the whole case is nothing there. All the Mishnah tells you is that there are four forms of carrying which are Asa and Chayev. So Rabbin Kol's passion of. That's all it is. That's the whole Mishnah. The Chiddush of the Mishnah is that there are four forms, not one form of carrying. There are four different forms of carrying which is Asa. That's the whole Kiddush of the Mishnah. Why are you taking out the original? I don't see where you took out the original. Uh, With the original direction making no difference. No, so therefore, no, no. So then you analyze the four forms. There's Hachnosa, one. There's Hitzor, two. There's Hachnosa without a Hanocha. And there's, uh, 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 then there's Hitzor uh, um, um, without, yeah, uh, without, without an Akira. That's it. Four forms from the guy from Bifnim. And there are four forms, which is redundant, from the guy at Bachot. That's all. It was simple. The mission just says, don't think there's one form of Hetzor, which is also, which we would normally have said, you know, Hetzor, no. There are four ways to be Chayev. There are four different types of Hetzor, which are Chayev. And let me enumerate them for you. The mission is simply enumerating the four different forms, which are also in Hetzor. Not one, but four. That's it. But it's possible. But isn't that what the mission is It is, is saying? so simple, it is beyond belief. Isn't that what the Mishnah is? How is that different? From so why does the Mishnah start? Because think about that. Once we know the idea of Rishus, requirement one, then we know its consequences, which is the definition of, which is the Malacha itself, is number two, right? And then we are propped or prompted to know an additional Halacha, because that's going to be Nivgid Rabbonin, the concept of entirety, is three. Well, you know, you could believe Yad in or not, doesn't make a difference. There, now, now, what's the next thing? We know what Rishus is. We know the concept of Hitzor, what the Moloch is. Yes? And we know the concept of entirety. Now, what's the next thing? How many forms are there? It's the next thing we ask. How many forms of Hitzor are, are, there, are, are there that are also? We would have normally thought there was one. But the mission tells us there are four. Tumina Torah, Tumina Period. It is so simple. But Rebbe didn't do that. He put Yitzhiyah Sashabas. He didn't say, which are also. He just, he said, Shtam Shein Rabba. I mean, it implies Yitzhiyah But nobody, nobody adds those words. That's why it goes crazy. You know, it, but that's really what it is. Like, how many forms of Bishal are there? How many ways can you cook? Dryer. Stove top, oven. Iron. Exactly. Grill. So Rebbe could have had Bishal, you know. Bishul b'Shabbos shtayim shein arba. These are chedushim. These are chedushim. Yeah, because the same thing with Bishul today. In other words, does a malach have forms, or is it a singular idea? It so has four forms. Of course, if the two minatero, which is two forms, right? The chiddush is that it's irrelevant which direction you start. That's what we understand. But that's not the chiddush. But that's the, the chiddush is the form. That there are four forms which are also. There's only one form. Two minatera. 
No, there isn't. There are four forms. Two minatorahs, two minatorahs. The first two are entirely, right? And it's a tzornachnoso. The last two are mitzvah because they're not entireties. That's what patters them, because so the directions the, are the same. So that's a different form because it's not entirety. No, oh. the reason why it's mitzvah because they violated the, the condition. So right. it's, it's not a different form. When you say there's four forms, it is mitzvah, because I did not so. It's only a half half a form. But that's a, no, no. That's a form. That's that, a form itself. Yeah, it's called hitzor. You're ever hitzor mitzvah isn't it? By only doing a, a, the, the reason why it's drabonin because it's not entire. But you are over you are over two isurim drabonin. It's so you are over it's so drabonin. It happens to be the reason why it's drabonin is because it's not entirely. But it's it's so. Like to so it happens to be the first line of a mishnah. It's do you do you agree? Does this solve the problem for you? I believe I do not yet agree. Oh wow! Okay. I'm definitely not kicking myself yet. Let's put it that way. <laughs> why don't you? Why, 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 why don't you agree? You're going to be able to kick me. Why I don't you agree? What? I maintain that what? The example that we took. Yeah. In Bishel, why didn't we do it with Bishel? Because there's no chiddush in it. There's no chiddush that Bishel is on a grill and on a stove and on an oven. There's no chiddush in it. Fine. I would have never and thought of it. So what if there's a chiddush or not? Oh. What is Rebbe trying to tell me? That's I believe question. that Rebbe is trying to tell you these four cases because he needs to be or something. Yeah, what? He needs to You could have thought Hetzal is only one putting one something one. away from yourself. Putting something in the Nishusadam from your house. If the, that sad didn't exist, Rebbe wouldn't have said a word. Why? No. No, no, no. First of all, you're missing the point. Go ahead. Why, if without this Mishnah, I would have thought there was only one form of it's all. Why would I have thought so? Because what's the Pasuk that tells me it's all? Yeah, it's a Chiddush that it's around. So I would say that's it. There's only one form of it's all. I mean, I know it's carrying. What's the Pasuk that says Bishul? I don't know if Bishul is no. Bishul is no. That's H. No, that's H. Havana is the only one that has That's it. This is a dash that I've honored. Bishul is, 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 is a, is a halakha on Mishnah. Well, as Everybody of the other thirty, yeah, there's only one. Hitzah is also from those that are... That are no, Hitzah is taking the Torah. Say, it's it's no, no, that it says... It's uh, a dash. It's a possible. It's a Bulgafusa. Yeah, but it's a possible. When they take it out, they take it, they bring it to Beit Amidish. Yeah, they bring it. They, they go from the Agolas, the wagons. That's, that's, that's in the Mishkan, like everything else. Just no, no, like survey, it doesn't no, no, but it, it says a Pasuk, al say. But not only that, with the Isra of Oh, by, 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 in the Mishkan, there was only one form of Itzah. Was there yeah, not? Was the Shusram, the Shusram. Yeah. No, it was from the wagon to the... Uh, to the, the other they first loaded it. That's in the Mishkan. Yeah, maybe they, no, they did they Shreya didn't. Goli, before Shabbos. Can I get Zoy? Maybe before Shabbos. No. Right? Maybe before oh. Shabbos. I think it wasn't Shabbos. No, they did it during the week. So? They did it during the week. But the fact is, all the Malachas they did during the week. No, but what, what's the essential f- Malach that you learn in the Mishkan? Which form? Forget it's about the Pasha. That's the case in the Mishnah, though, in the Mishkan. The essential form you learn from the Mishkan is Hitzor, not Achnosor. That's the Chiddush. So Rebbe comes along and says, by the way, don't think because in the Mishkan we know that it is Hitzor. By the way, there are three more. There's Achnosor, and there's also two Durabonans. There are four forms of committing the, the Melochah of Hitzor, which are all Asa. Murdered. 
Whereas Bishul doesn't say altogether. You know? But I saw you would come to make that mistake. Well, you, you, say thing, you just split it into two Because the Mishkan only has one form of Hitzor, number one. Number two, the Pasuk says that. You know what I'm saying? Al Yetze means Yetze. It doesn't say Al Yachnis. You know what I'm saying? So Al Yetze Munkaina means don't go out with a Kaini to collect the money. You're going from Shusayot to Shusarabim. Right? That's how you learn it, correct? So loading up the wagon. So therefore you would the say, well, the Torah only says Hitzor. Why, you know what I'm saying? There is no other forms. So along comes Rebbe, he says, excuse me, no, no. There's four forms. There's Hitzor, which is the Torah. And then there's Achnosa, and then there's two Durabonans besides. You need this Mishnah. Rebbe is, Rebbe is 100% on the mark, as they say. This Mishnah simply says that don't make a mistake and think there was only one form of Hitzor. The there are four. Now, why is that hard to understand? Am I, am I, yeah, well, I'm wrong. Are are the second two that are Yeah, I think it's Kabbalding. That's all the Mishnah says, but it'll lose everybody because, uh, first of all, they didn't do their homework with preliminaries. You know what I'm saying? It's the preliminaries that show you that this is the next step to reveal. Rishus is one, preliminary. What is Ritzor is two, right? And then the concept of entirety is three. Now, what do we need to analyze? We know what Ritzor is. We know the concept of Rishus. We happen to know entirely. Now we have to know, well, how many forms are there? Bamo, that's the Mishnah. Perfect. So it happens to be the first line So of the we Mishnah. wouldn't make a mistake. That's what the Mishnah is coming to me. How many forms of saw are there that are chayev? Avoiding the error of thinking that there's only one form, Minatera. I think it's Givaldi. The second two that are four are redundant. What? The second two that are four are still redundant? Which second? There's two that are four and two that are four. Yeah, that's redundant, yeah. So we still, that's still, is it really redundant or we... No, that's, it's the same exact thing. And the the, the reason why I did that, because Malachah grew up. And that's why there's only that. Shunnichess is over, you know. Saying it's Malachah grew so that's why he was so detailed. More than he had to be. You know what I'm saying? Two that are four and not one. That's the answer, Shunnich. But that's the whole thing. Simple. It's a simple mission. Which comes exactly in place after we know the first three preliminaries. So Rebbe skipped the three preliminaries, and maybe four, and he went right into the forms. What's the forms of the Malachal of Hitzor that is also? That's the whole Mishnah. And it just spills out. There's two, and then there's two. And then, Bifnim, redundant, Bachut, redundant, Ketzat, and now we just illustrate with the cases. That's it. It's the whole Mishnah. It's a beautiful Mishnah. What? It's a beautiful Mishnah. It's amazing, so, man, yeah. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful Mishnah. Mishnah's like, wow. Wow? Now it comes out, it's like beautiful. It's simple. I mean, it's quite different. <laughs> Why is that? Because what we did simply is we did the preliminary ideas to this Mishnah, and now we see in what order. he does. In order, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now we see where he comes in. The Mishnah. And then it fits perfectly. The problem is these guys don't do the preliminaries, so like, where is he coming out of? It's the same thing like Yvomus. That's six ideas before you get into Yvomus. You know? Without doing those six ideas, huh? What's he talking about? Same thing. This is the fourth or fifth idea, and bam. We have completed the first Mishnah. This is a We didn't put together how many statements. So there's one statement. There's two statements. You want to give me two minutes for statements? You see, it's a Shabbos. Yes? Yes. I consider that one. 
שתיים שן ארבע בפנים, הם בחוץ. שתיים שן ארבע, 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 So you, that means so give, me, give, me, give me the cases. Yitzitz HaShavos is one because I want to know it's about Hitzor. And because it's really... Then Shtayim Shemarba is the concept of form. It's two. Bifnim HaMachutz is orientation. It's three. Ketzad is four. And then, or then when there's Balabayas Bachutz, you could say that's five because that's called a case setup. And then you have the actual cases... Just number them and that's it. It happens to have a lot of steps, but then that's it. That's the whole mission. The memory system they want to teach up, is this a whole system? Or we could tell it's a whole system, yes. No, but I can tell learn. it to you. I can tell it to you in 20 minutes. Oh, 20 minutes? Can we, can we do I'm willing to say I'm down right here. I'm down right here in 20 minutes. Yeah. This is a we're, 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 we're stationary. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I got to get out of here. Okay, okay, no, 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 20 so minutes, night? 20 minutes. I'm leaving Sunday, Thursday. Oh, oh, 20 so minutes, tomorrow tomorrow come on, 20 minutes. What's tomorrow night? Thursday, Thursday night. Memory system, tomorrow night. 20 minutes. No, so 20 minutes. No, why not? So tomorrow night. leave, there. she was going to leave. No, come on, 20 minutes. 20 nights with Before tomorrow 20 night, 20 minutes with Trump, Kishke, and cold. I would love to do Friday night, but you're not be. I'll be here. I'll be here. Yeah, all of you will be here. I'm in Brooklyn. No, but this guy, this guy's over here, for sure. I mean, no matter what. You can turn around before Shabbos. Right. So we're not going to learn American. No, but for memory system, it's, it's very important. So we can't have Mimeneos. That's true. We'll learn it so good, we'll give it over on, 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 on Sunday night. We'll meet again at 8.30. We'll give it over. Why not to 20 minutes? Is it shit again? Ask him. Could you tell him? First of all, he left. Oh, he has access to this. Yeah, we'll get it on the phone. Can you pause it? Pretty please. No questions. No questions. No questions. You have a paper? If you get it, you get it. If not, no. I don't have an extra I'm sorry. No, you get it. Yeah. Can I get a paper? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not for me. One. The fundamental principle of memory. I once said to somebody, you know, because I, I have... I saw my Rav Moshe Feinstein. I have smeeched from Rav Moshe Feinstein. So I said to the guy that he was able to talk about Rav Moshe. He was an incredible person. He was able to know him. Anyway. So I said to the guy, I said, you know Rav Moshe? Rav Moshe didn't remember a thing. So he looked at me, well, you know, like, what? Rav Moshe Feinstein was a sartor. I said, you don't understand something. He didn't remember anything. He never forgot it. That is a world of difference. Somebody who remembers has to recall or retrieve. And that is a real difficult act. You see, very hard. Uh, however, somebody who never forgets is unbelievable. You know, if I ask you, count from one to ten. One, two, three, five, one, one, ten. That, that occurred in less than a tenth of a second. But the last time I did that, who knows when I did that last. So how did I do it so quick? I couldn't retrieve that with such speed. The answer is I don't have to retrieve it. I never forgot it. It's still there, you see, because it has been repeated for so many times you know, over the years. Like, you know, you don't forget something like that. Same concept. So, the question is this. 
how do you design a memory system in which you never forget? That's the problem, and now we're about to get the solution. Yes. That's the question. And the answer to that is that you need to know the science of review or memory, how it works. Now, 50% of memory, people do not understand this, is clarity. The more you understand something clear, the easier it is to remember. It's a very important rule. 50% of memory is clarity or organization. In other words, you need to organize the material that you want to remember. You need to organize it. The greatest organization of all, of course, is this. Checklist, structures, synthesis, analysis. This is called organization. When you do this kind of work, it's not just to understand, but it's also to enable you to remember it. That's why it's easy to remember a picture. Much easier. Because you see everything in its relationship, its perspective. See, the question is, how do you do it to learning? So the answer is method. That's why method is tailor-made to remember everything, you see. Because if you organize it, imagine if we had a chaz of the first mission shops, right? What would we do? We would take a little notebook and write, Masechet Shabbos, Mishnah Aleph, or Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph, and then we would write four preliminary ideas first. Then the central idea of the Mishnah, you see, right? And then you'd write two, maybe one or two words for each statement. How fast would you chaz that? Five seconds, 10 seconds, I mean, 30 really... seconds after you learned it. Right now, if you do chaz tomorrow, and you, you review this, right? It takes a few seconds, right? It's a few seconds, it's incredible. So the question is, don't that let that escape. The question is how. This is the problem. When you organize the material and you've put appropriate memory words for it, you know, if you review that material, it goes incredible speed because you know exactly what you have to remember in the clearest form where everything relates to everything else. And that's what the memory needs to do. It needs to see it clearly. Clarity is the concept of relationship. The greatest way memory works is by relationships or association. We remember by, we remember an idea, and then we remember everything else after that idea because it's connected or associated. Organization is the greatest form of organization, or greatest form of relationship. That's why it's so important. Because an organization will connect every dot. And when you remember one dot, you remember all of them. Got that? That's the Yisoy Godel. See, the first Yisoy Godel is, don't forget it. The second Yisoy Godel is, 50% is to prepare the material itself, where everything is associated or connected. And the greatest form of connection is a relationship, which is structure. Okay? That's number one. Number two. Fine. I now have the material. I, I, you know, imagine if I had... You know, the whole Shabbos, where I knew every mission the way and we know the first. Right? Which is incredible. Probably we would rearrange them too. Well, well yeah, now I'm, what I'm really talking about is the form that we're learning is really Mishnah. Ultimately, what we really want to do is change the whole form of them, all the Mahomes right. into a structure. And that's what you review 
and automatically you link every halach and every mishnah mm-hmm. to that structure. Yeah. Because that's the greatest, the mishnah is not a perfect organization because it leaves out so much stuff. The greatest form of st- organization is structure independent of the mishnayas, which means its own organization. And then each halach in the mishnah would be linked to that structure. You see, so really what your file cabinet is, is the structure, the diagram. And then the halachas of the Mishnah is linked to that diagram. That's how you remember the entire Mishnah. Now, the next question is, okay, how do I review it? Because review is the only way to make sure that you'll never forget it. Not to remember it, remember. You're not reviewing it to remember it. That's why everybody forgets. Because they learn, and then a, a half a year later they review. But what do you review? You don't remember anything or a half a year later. You might as well learn it all over again. And then they review it maybe a fourth, a third, a second, third time, three years later, which is absurd. You see, that's why everybody forgets. That's why all these memory systems are inadequate, really. However, you do the work of organization, and the question is, how do we create a review structure, method, that will mean you never forget it? And the answer is this. I'm going to give you the way, it's going to be filled with problems. We need to solve each problem, and voila, as they say, we have the memory system. Ergo, that's why. Oh, he's also not here. Suisse. He has this, it's okay. Okay. What would we do without video recording? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Now imagine, everybody with me? Okay, imagine. Uh, I like to take Bava Kama as an example. Do, you learn the first plan, Dav Beis, on Sunday. Let's make it simple, right? On Monday, you review Beis and you learn uh, Gimel. Next plan. On Tuesday, you review Beis and Gimel and you review Dal, etc., etc. So it comes out every day you've reviewed everything you've learned until that day plus another plan. Now, after 120 days, or 119, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Right? If I walk over to you, remember what the 119th day is, right? You've reviewed 118 blot on that day. It's the end of Babakama. Right? That's the end of Babakama. You've reviewed every blot on that day, right? Now you're going to learn the 119th blot. Now, if I walk over to you and say, what was on Daf? Samach. Samach? You rattle it off. Why? Because I reviewed it today. In fact, I reviewed it 118 times, or rather, it's 119 minus 60, right? Mm-hmm. Of course you're never going to forget it. But the beauty of it is the speed. Because you've never forgotten it, that's the beauty. You see? Oh, so, but the problem is this. After a while, you keep reviewing everything you learned before, comes a time, hey, there's no more time left in the day. Mm-hmm. This is the problem we need to solve. But would you agree if we solve the problem, you'd have done it? Yes or no? Unbelievable. If this could work, what would that mean? That means every day you have everything you know. Which means... Let's solve that. Well, of course it's impossible. But it's not impossible. You see? Don't give up. Solve the problem, I know. I, I think realize. you should move on at one point. You like stop the first time black and do. No, no, we're gonna solve it. Don't give up. You don't up. stand. If you move on, then you don't want to be in the business of retrieving. Remember, the <laughs> principle is you never want to forget it. Got it? 
You need to prepare the material. Remember, organization is 50% of the work. You need to write it down in your little notebook. If we're learning Mishnahis, preliminary ideas for the Mishnah, central idea, its area, and all the statements. Next to each word, you need to assign a word or two that will be the representation of that idea. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You don't need more than a word or two immediately reminds you of the idea. <coughs> For instance, if I write, <coughs> you know, I want to write the central idea which we now discovered is what? Right? Well, yeah, it's 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 all, right? Yeah. Forms. And next what you write four. That's it. Two, four. Well, so I mean, came up with a, a two by four. Two by four. Oh. Two by four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you must be a carpenter. <laughs> 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 but you, you, you once you learn something, so each mind is different. You know, a word. You pick a word, one <coughs> word or two or three. Don't worry how long it is. I mean, I can make it a sentence. You know, it's a note. That's all that represents that area. And how many are there? Preliminary ideas. You know what I'm saying? So preliminary idea resource, right? So you could just write, you know, domain, two types, you know what I'm saying? You can write whatever you want. It won't make a difference, you'll see why. But you write whatever the idea word will jog your memory for that idea. Got it? Okay. Requires a little work, but wow is it worth it. You'll see why. Okay? Now, here's what you do. I give you an example above a comma. The question is how can this work? And the answer is this. First idea, don't say it verbally. And I know it counters. You could say it verbally, but I hold that's, it's, uh, you could do that at one time. When you learn, you could say it verbally out loud. No problem. Okay. But review. You just scan? You just scan? Don't scan. Mentally. Mentally, you just say the words. Every, mentally, say the words. But what's interesting is, for instance, if, if you learned... Let's say one Mishnah you learned on Sunday. On Monday, since it's the next day, how long will it take to review that first Mishnah? It's almost instant. Because you haven't forgotten it yet. Remember, seconds, seconds. it hadn't gone out of the memory. Two, three right? seconds probably. Let, let's, let's, assume it takes, let's assume it takes a minute. A minute for a Mishnah. And a minute's a long time. And if you review it mentally, right... In one minute, you easily do that first Mishnah. How? Because you prepare it by looking at your words, you see. You're not relying for the memory to come up with another word every time you want to remember. You've got to come up with another words for this idea. No. You've prepared. You know the exact words that you need to say or think about. And this is the Mishnah. You write it down. And you mean, you see. So if it takes one minute to do a Mishnah. Yes? Okay. There are 139 Mishnahs. In Shabbos. It's 139 minutes. Assume so. 
Yes? What is that? Two, two, two hours and ten minutes. Two, two, uh, 20, 30, um, 220 minutes? Okay. You've chazed the entire Masechta Shabbos in 220 minutes. You take a bus ride. Looks long, sounds long. But, it, but still, 24 mm-hmm. It's 139 Mishnahs. That's almost one fifth of Mayat, by the way. It's much more. There's 88 Prakim in Mayat. Oh, oh, I think there's 700 missionaries or something like that. Whatever, right? Okay, so let's assume, right? That's not bad. Okay, so you need a chazor or two. But I want to tell you something. It won't take you one minute. It's seconds, really. When you... It's really 30 seconds. Because remember the key. It's organized, it's clear, and you've already given a word or two or three for Good each statement. idea. And that's what you need to chazor, because that will immediately jog your memory for that idea. Because, and you use the same words over and over. You see, okay? So let's assume it takes you 30 seconds, which it shouldn't take you more. And I want to tell you something. The first mission is unusual. It's long. After this, it's really short. I mean, you know, you know, you do it in 15 seconds. seconds. Let's assume 30. Okay, 30 well, seconds for 139 Mishnahis. We now reduce it by half, right? So it's no longer 2 hours and 20 minutes. It's 1 hour and 10 minutes. Not bad. Not bad. But it's going to go quicker. Oh. When, okay? I, when, I, when I do this memory in the beginning... Uh, am I supposed to, with each memory aid, remember, oh, that was that statement? No, you write it down. Don't remember. No, write it down. You need to get a little notebook and write every single thing down. And that, you're going to look into that book. And then I'm just remembering statements. I don't care if I know what I'm talking about. I'll, I'll no, 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 no. No, that word will remind you of that, of that halacha. But it's not going to be clear in my head. Maybe you just learned yesterday. You just learned yesterday. Of course it's going to be clear. I'm not, you see, you keep thinking about, well, I learned it four months ago. No. When you learn something one day, oh, by the way, when you learn a Mishnah, right, you do it out loud, number one, right, you write it down, and you need to chaza in that day whatever you learned four times. That fixes it in your mind. When you learn it, that's one activity. Fixing it in the memory is two. Chaza it four times. But how fast is that going to go? Because you just learned it, right? Then it's fixed. On day two, which is Monday, you now review that Mishnah, right? In one hour, that, that home is sech. Well, well, that one Mishnah will take you 30 seconds. Every Mishnah is going to take you another 30 seconds. I mean, you know, you finish the first parak in what? Three minutes? Four minutes? Nine, nine Mishnahs nice for the first, right? So what, what's that, nine, 30? It's what? Half, four and a half minutes? What's four and a half minutes to chaz one parak? You see, that's the beauty of it. You see, once you fixed it, you see, then the chazorah of what you remember is incredibly rapid. So that's the first concept. Got it? Is that the fact that you've organized written words, chaz it, and then written words right in a notebook, enables you to review that Mishnah in seconds. Okay? Very important. Not hours, but seconds. Number two. Right? But still you may say it's going to take me long. No. Why? Because then we have the concept called boost. Do you ever notice a swing going like this, right? Okay. And it obviously friction through the air begins to slow it down. So what do you do? You just give it a little boost. Why? You don't have to start the whole thing again because it's really still swinging. 
right? A boost with a little energy maintains the swing. Yes? Same thing. After a while, depending on your power of your memory individually, and how many times you review, you don't have to review it. You see, the key is not to review, the key is make sure you never forget. So the question is, how many times do you have to review something before you can leave it for a week, not look at it, and you still won't forget it? You see the chilek? Because so you don't have to review it every day. If you chazer something five times, everybody has a certain different kind of memory, if you chazer something, let's say, for five days in a row, you know what I'm saying? Then after, so try it, try it for a week and then leave it go for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday and then jog your memory. Do I remember this? And you'll find, yeah, of course I remember it, instantly. Ah, you left it, you're going to leave it for a couple of days. doesn't make a difference because as long as it did not go out of memory, it doesn't, so what you do then, so when, when, you be, when you realize that you're beginning to forget it, then what do you do? Chazer it and that's the boost. Except you have to just experiment with your memory. When will you begin to forget? But that depends how good your memory is in the first place and how many times did you review it. When you review something 14 times, you could leave it go for a month and then you look at your notebook, you see. So that's the second fundamental principle. Is you need to review it every day, but after a while, after a certain amount of Chazara times, you can leave it go. You boost it. And then the... Th okay, got that? So that makes it much faster. So if you review something mentally, right? If it's organized, you review it mentally, right? And then you write it down and then you boost it, you will see yourself the speed of this. Now, the next idea is cluster. After a while, you don't want to just chaza Mishnah. What you can do is chaza the entire pair in one shot. Makes it easy to handle. You're going to cluster it. You know what I'm saying? So from now on, when you review, you're not going to review, count, you know, I'm, I'm going to move four missions. No. From now on, when I have a review period, I just do the entire parrot. You see? So you do the parrot, same idea. When you begin to forget it, you need to boost it. Got it? Ultimately speaking, when you reach 15, 20 times, you know what I'm saying? It's staggering, then you will be able to review everything. You will be able to chazer the entire Shabbos in 10 minutes. Because all it is is you look at each word that you wrote, but instantly you remember what it is. You see. So let's assume it takes you 20 minutes to do the whole Masech the Shabbos. That's incredible. Or Mishnayis, right? 20 minutes. It's incredible. 20 minutes chazer and a time of sechta. To do the entire moyad will take you one day. See, that's where the repercussions come in. Is as you do that, as you remember, you write it down, you organize it, you chazer it four times, you assign Mentally. words, and you, that you chazer your book. Once in a while you can go back to the Mishnah. Fine. But it's your book that's the key, where your words and so on. And if you review it every day, mentally, right? You will see, and it's, you just chaza those ideas, the statements, you know, you chaza statements, so on. It's very rapid. The key is everybody leaves it go for months. That's the problem. But what happens if you just stayed with it for seven, eight, nine, ten times? It only takes you 30 seconds to do the mission anyway. Why leave it? And then you cluster it 
where every time you sit down, oh, and by the way, you need to make yourself a chazorah, seder. You need to designate a specific time. This isn't agav. But in that chazorah time, which could be a half hour of your time, but look at the payoff, you see. In a half hour, you can easily chazen in time of Sech Shabbos. So you do that ten times, then you leave it go. You see? And then it'll take you, before, when you begin to forget, it'll be in like, like what, like a month. Meanwhile, you do Erevin and all the other, you see? So after a while, you sit down, you can do the whole mermaid easier one day. And when you become <coughs> really good at it, you can do the whole Shish <coughs> City mission in one week. How do you cluster to make one parak to be able to chazen a parak at a time? Do all the statements of the parak? Yeah, you go through each Mishnah, one pair. That, that, that's your unit. You now unitize, not one Mishnah, but you gather so it's easy to know, well, today I got a Chaza, you know, uh, three Prokham. You know, instead I have to Chaza, you know, five Mishnahs. No. So you know, how, how would you recommend? You write the central idea of the pair, something like that, and make a word for it? Well, once you, one, well, right now we have the central idea of the Mishnah, you right. know. After a while, you're going to begin to see the central idea of the pair. Right. You know, and so on. And then mm-hmm. the central idea of the Masechta. After you've chazed it many, many times, I'd say 20, 30 times, you will enter a different sphere, a dimension, where you don't forget it. It's instant with you. Now, I want to tell you something. It's true, it takes a little more time. Because you've got to organize it. Well, you've got to I mean, learn it initial anyway. Work, initial work took time. Yeah, the initial work takes time. And you've got to write it down. Remember one thing. In order to write, the, the words have to be accurate. You've got to do the central idea. You've got to know the central idea. And that word reflects it. Mm-hmm. If it's another central idea, what? But do your best. Yes, I don't know It doesn't make a difference. I, you're not going to be off-off. You, you, you know, practice. it, it right, may not right. be exactly like what I do, but you don't have to be that exact. You know, if you are, of course, it's, you know, zoom, you zero, you know. But after a while, you'll be able to chazer the whole thing in one. You know, it's how fast this goes. And you'll never forget it. You know what it is to remember 150,000 halachas? Never forgetting it? It's, bizarre, it's beyond belief. I'm not talking about, you know, taking a Mishnah's Bechina, where, you know, you, you do Shabbos and then you forget it and then go on by you where they fire you. No, no, I'm talking about having the entire Shisha Siddhimish like, be your day. Tell me how many people on this planet can do that. Fingertips, clearly, yeah. That's what, the, that's what a God does, by the way. Except they, I don't know what they do in terms of organization. I have no idea what they do, you know. But what they do do, which separates the men from the boys, is they chaza something a hundred times. And what happens is, if you chaz some hundred times, the brain automatically begins to cluster it and organize it. Not as, not, it's not as good as this, but automatically begin to see relationships. But, like Rabbi Moshe chaz it shas, 350 times. I mean, it's like, what is that? Like, what is that? It's incredible, you know? That's why shas would be your doy. You know, you say you walk over to Rabbi Moshe and any real god, you know? I'm not, to, I'm, to, I'm not talking about a bureaucratic god, I'm talking about a real god, you know? Today we have a lot of good doyim that are, whatever. Yeah, I know. Anyway, um, but a real, what's called a satira, you know? You walk up to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein anywhere in Shas. You know, you'd say anything, you know? He instantly was there with you as if he had learned it right then. How did he achieve such a mastery? And the answer is... He just learned it. Chazorah. Well, he just, yeah. Chazorah. You know, Rabbi Moshe has a two program of Mishnah. I, I saw him do it every day of his life. I mean, every day. Two program of <coughs> It's incredible. And he didn't need, believe me, he didn't need Chazim Nice. I know someone, he was in Yeshiva Staten Island, so he told me he used to watch on Shabbos, he has 50 blood. You were Moshe. He yeah. used to come for Shabbos. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you do that? There's only one way to do that. If Moshe or any God has to recall, it's impossible. 
they just never forgot it. it. It was like, it was so, it's like I say, count from one to ten. That's how, that's how familiar it was to them. Then you understand how Gedolim or Rogachov, they said, when they gave him an aliyah. They said, on the way up, he has an shas, and on the way back to see this has shas. It sounds like, what is he, a malach? No. He had chazit so many times that you don't realize how fast the mind works when you know it clear and you don't forget it. You, you have to experience the speed of the mind, you know. There it is, you know. So after a while, you have such a speed, you can easily chazit shisha sidri mishnah in one, in, in one week. Somebody came up to it, Which is beyond belief. I mean, one week chazit shisha sidri mishnah, you know. This is what every kid in Kleisrael and every adult needs to do. That's a homework. And then you will have everybody becoming Gidoilam. Everybody. No longer with three people out of 10,000 walk out as a godl. No. Every kid, you, when a kid enters high school, he could even do it earlier. But let's assume. Kid's 13, by the time he's 14, 15, 16, whatever, he will know shishis with Mishnah, but yodoy. He's a godl. How many guys can match that guy? You know, you know what the greatest what motivation is? Right. You know what the motivation is? Success. Hatzlacha, success. Why do you think everybody gets turned off? Because they fail. They don't remember anything. So the guy says, I just went through the whole Baba Basra. I don't remember a thing. You have any idea what kind of downer that is? So what should I learn more? Anyone will forget it. It's a constant act. But if you learn something and you know that you're going to remember it because you've got a whole attention to this, what a difference. It's incredible how you... you I want to tell you something. Wild horses couldn't even pull you away from the Mishnahis. You won't stop. Because if you know that what you learn, you will retain claw forever, you will not stop. Because then it's just a matter of how, many, how much do I have to... How many times do I learn? I want to tell you one thing. We'll close with this. It's true. Let me tell you this. This is the real... You know, it is true that this takes more time. A little more time. But anyway, you want to learn the claw, right? What takes more time is you got to write down the words. Yeah, true. Takes more time. But well, here's, here's the beauty, okay? You only have to do it once. Everybody learns it and forgets it. They got to learn it over and over and over again. They still don't remember it. You do this once, okay, it's like, you know what, the, you remember the short road that's really long, and the long road that's really short? This is the long road, you know, the, 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 this is the long road that's short. You only have to do it once in your life, and the payoff is forever. But along with that comes, that it's either now or never. Because when I learned it now, I'll do it tomorrow. No, no, no. I got a hazard of four I times right now. You, 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 you have to want to know... I want to tell you. I want to tell you. I'm saying it as a mile. I don't really care. It, it's not so much being a god of Torah. It's being a Tamil This is it. And remember, the key Got is don't forget your learning. And if you do it these ways, with mental, with writing the notes, and then memorize it, note mentally, and then review it, seconds, and then boost it, and so on, you got it. That's the formula. You guys now know, it's like I told a guy on a plane, I don't know if I told you, you know, I told a guy, you know, I woke up, anyway, I told him a memory system, and I told him, he's going to order the level, he's 58 years old, the guy. I told you the story. A long time. It took away your excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I, 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 I want to tell you something. 
And I told the guy, I'm going to order him gold in three years. Because if you learn four missions every day, you finish Shishas with the mission in three years. We can't learn four missions like this every day. No, no. you just learn a mission a day. No. It'll take you 12 years to become No, you get skilled. You get skilled every week. It's not yeah. like linear. It's so two missions a day. So I told so the guy, after I told him, like, he was like stunned, you know. He's 58. I said, okay, you'll be 61. You'll be an Odom Gold. Not too bad. <laughs> so then I told the guy, I said, listen, you have Bechira. I said, I don't know if you're going to do it. You have Bechira. But I'll tell you one thing, I just took away your excuse. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me you don't know what to do. That's it. Now, do you uh, want to really do it? It's up to him. You didn't want to... You, you didn't know, want listen, to... I want to tell you something. You know what they say. You know, I don't charge tax. I don't collect. I don't charge. I just collect it. You know, I, I don't chadish this. This is what the brochure wants. You know, everybody has to... But at least you now have a method to do it. You should really have wonders that you are going to take our excuse. Are we gonna get in there? Oh, wow.